the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Minneapolis, St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis, powered by Advantage Homebuyer. With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRoxtra. A suggestion to shift funds to a COVID relief package. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell proposed moving $455 billion of unspent small business lending funds into a new COVID-19 aid package Friday. McConnell floated the idea after meeting with Treasury Secretary Stephen Mnuchin and White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows. Talks between Republicans and Democrats have been stalled for months with House Speaker package. But at a meeting with Joe Biden in Delaware Friday, top Democrats agreed on the need to pass a bipartisan emergency aid package before Congress adjourns for the year. Mike Gracia, Washington. President Trump met with Michigan's Republican legislative leaders in the White House Friday for an extraordinary meeting amid a long-shot GOP effort to redress what the president's lawyers have termed a flawed vote counting process. This is SRN News. Mike Gallagher has the president back. The bottom line is this president was loyal and fought for the American people for four years. If you are in the mood to abandon him now, you knock yourself out. But for me, I'm going to stick with the, the American president who has accomplished so much in such a short period of time. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 8 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Whether you're listening from outside the Twin Cities or in, AM 1280, The Patriot. My name is Brian. For the weather today, it's going to be 30 degrees and sunny. We partnered up with Thrive Farmers to give away their famous coffee, tea, and other great prizes. Like mugs, t-shirts, hats, coffee grinders, and more. The grand prize includes a pallet of coffee and some tea, too. Register today at am1280thepatriot.com. Click on Freedom Fan Club. program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the shining spot of red in the sea of dingy, dismal institutional blue. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info, which I have been doing. We're about, what, two months, three months away from the 19th birthday of my blog, shotinthedark.info. Perhaps one of the last of the 9-11 blogs since it took me I don't know, six months after 9-11 to, to start putting it out there, but... I consider it one of the uh, a 9/11 blog, notwithstanding the fact that it took me till February after 9/11 to hear about the subject of blogging. At any rate, more on that when we get to anniversary time here, which is coming right around the corner. February and March, March of course, the 17th anniversary of this broadcast, March 6th, 2004. We'll be commemorating that as best we can under the circumstances this coming March. So, because the place I wanted to hold the uh, the 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 anniversary party, Keegan's Irish Pub, yet another casualty of the lockdown, among many other things in Minneapolis. So we'll uh, we'll we'll again we will improvise, we will adapt, we will prevail. At any rate, this broadcast has been a longtime uh, supporter. It's fair to say of gun rights, gun rights in Minnesota, gun rights for everyone, and we are. I mean, we've often. I, mean, I put it out there before. I, I try not. I don't believe in litmus tests. I don't believe that you should wrap your political identity around any particular single issue. And that being said, I know people do this all the time. I know evangelicals who vote for uh, vote for pro life issues exclusively, and I get it. I do. I have never much believed in uh, in litmus tests, and yet, notwithstanding that. 
the, the the subject of the Second Amendment is sort of a I'm not going to call it a litmus test. I'm going to call it a canary in the coal mine, because I think it's fair to say a politician's attitude about civil liberties in general uh, you get a good tip as to which way they actually head on the issue uh, by observing their attitude about the Second Amendment. And with us to discuss the developments in the upcoming legislative session uh, from the group that has been fighting nonstop for same for, well, years and years now, political director from the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus, Rob Dord, joins us. Rob, welcome to the broadcast. How are you doing today? Good to be back, Rich. Great to have you, Rob. Now, the the news this past week, I just I knew I had to get you on the show because, uh, yeah, the the news that has, is a surprise to no one who's been following politics in the eighth congressional district, uh, as we waited to see if Tom Bach would m- meekly accept going from head of the DFL uh, in, in whatever majority minority status to doormat over the course of two years, how that would fly, and the answer this past week was about like a lead balloon as Tom Bach left the DFL and took Dave Tom. Sony with him. Uh, what did you hear when you first heard that, Rob Dor? You know, I, I it was uh, a, a long time coming as far as uh, I was concerned. I saw the writing on the wall as soon as they last uh, year when they ousted him and uh, and put in Susan Kent uh, at the helm of the DFL caucus there. And once I saw that that happened, I knew that uh, you know Tom Bach's uh, days were going to be numbered in there uh, in that caucus. Yep. That was my first reaction. And, uh, you know, it, it, it wasn't surprising to see uh, uh, Dave Tomasone go with him. Those guys have been uh, virtually joined at the hip uh, for, for most of their careers. Um, yeah, I, I may have, uh, I, I would have probably expected uh, a few other senators to go along with them. Uh, but, you know, the, the day is still young. <laughs> yeah, there's still time. And on some issues, uh, it, it may be perfectly legitimate for them to, we'll talk about the legislative mechanics of, of running a caucus, especially with uh, three different caucuses in play now in the Minnesota State Senate. Now, you are uh, the political director, Reed, uh, lobbyist for the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus, have been for quite some time right now. Tell us a little bit about what this does for your job lobbying for gun rights in Minnesota as we head up towards another session coming up in about, what, six weeks or so here? Yeah, uh, yeah, January 5th. Um, so the... As far as like where their votes are going to land, um, you know that's not uh, particularly going to change. Neither one of these uh, senators have historically supported any gun control measures. They've been kind of reliable no votes. Where I think that things might change a little bit is I think that uh, Tom Bach, especially because of his leadership position in leading the DFL caucus, had some fealty to the DFL party and upholding the party's uh, platform. So I think that we may see these guys be a little bit freer to support things like constitutional carry and stand your ground, which is great because when those measures come up, uh, we always have had to worry about, you know, those kind of squishy Metro Republicans, you know, whether they're, you know, their heart was in the right place, but they're worried about the next election. Um, We've got a little bit more padding uh, for those types of votes uh, now that, now that um, these guys are going to be freer to support those, those types of things. So, we have, and the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus has always been forthrightly uh, multi-partisan, or really, frankly, non-partisan. They, they, the caucus uh, recognizes correctly that there are gun owners all over the political map, and uh, never more so than this past six months. Uh, that being said, and, and and by the way, there's always a, a, approached politics as a multi or nonpartisan issue, uh, r- recognizing that fact. That being said, Rob Dor. Uh, After the 2016 elections, uh, there were almost no uh, pro-gun, pro pro right to keep and bear arms legislators in greater Minnesota on the DFL side. And that supply just shrank a bit, didn't it? I mean, what's what's the nature of the the partisan breakout on this issue outside the metro here in Minnesota, Rob Dorr? Yeah, you know, as the Republicans have been making headway uh, in the uh, in greater Minnesota, we've ca- we've lost uh, a lot of those uh, greater Minnesota uh, pro-gun DFL votes. 
uh, you know, just case in point, uh, Dan Sparks, who's always voted with us, uh, he was uh, taking out down in the Austin area of the of the Senate. Uh, we and out in the with the um, Minnesota House, we've been losing those pro-gun DFLers uh, left and right uh, as as they've made gains. So that makes it a little bit interesting. Um, that it's more becoming more and more difficult to be nonpartisan also because the Democrats have made gun control a key part of their electoral strategy. It used to be 10 years ago, uh, the, the, the Minnesota Democrat party would never push for gun control because that would be detrimental to their greater Minnesota Democrats. They don't really seem to care anymore with the gains that they've been making in the suburbs. They're willing to forsake greater Minnesota in order to try to gain more in the urban urban areas. And as that happens, we've become more and more aligned with the, with the you know, Republican Party just as a matter of that's the party that's actively working to defend the Second Amendment. Five years ago, Rob Dorr, uh, when the, the Gun Owners Caucus and other gun groups passed uh, a number of protections for gun owners, which seem rather prescient this year, especially the barring the governor from uh, excessively regulating guns, gun stores, gun ownership in states of emergency uh, five years ago. It was an exceptionally bipartisan uh, bill that passed finally, including Governor Dayton signing it without a lot of muss and fuss. Uh, this was in 2015, back when you could count on, again, via both outstate and suburban Democrats crossing over in some numbers here. Now, now that now, now that that the, the, the Second Amendment movement is apparently picking up steam, uh, are you going to see uh, I mean, is it close enough where the DFL is going to crack the whip hard on the issue or are they going to see lost cause and let some of the suburban DFLers flake away? from the party line in preparation for a 2022 that might be a little more difficult for them than this past two elections have been, Rob Dork? You know, uh, it, it, that remains to be seen. I think one thing that, that uh, the Gun Owners Caucus that we were able to do really successfully this, uh, this election cycle uh, was we sent a message to the greater Minnesota Democrats that they need to stay in line with the Second Amendment. We did that by focusing on the race between Matt Bliss and John Purcell up in uh, the Bemidji area, yeah. uh, District 5A. And the reason why we targeted that race, it, it wasn't going to necessarily give, give us control of the House. You know, there, we, there was a 16-seat you know, uh, deficit there. But what it did do is made sure that if you sign on to gun control, if you don't support gun rights, which John Purcell did not, uh, he is in an area that is pro-gun, that, uh, and he authored the red, co-authored the red flag law. We made sure that we made that a key issue, and we uh, helped Matt Bliss get reelected and get, you know, he was a rep, then got uh, taken out, then came, and now he's back, uh, by double-digit margins, which uh, he won by, or he lost by 11 votes. So it was a, a pretty powerful message. That message is going to resonate out, and I think Tom Bach and Dave Tomasoni saw that too, that if you, you have to choose between supporting your party or supporting the Second Amendment. What's good is I think we've got the votes in the Minnesota uh, House to be able to, uh, we definitely have the votes to stop the bad uh, gun bills, but we may even be able to get some roll call votes and even get uh, some good uh, measures like stand your ground or constitutional carry before the governor. So we'll talk about that in the next segment, Rob. I want to talk legislative agenda in the next segment because, of course, uh, this is about calling people to action. I mean, good news doesn't mean any leave to 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 relax or or feeling the remotest bit complacent. But the developments in the legislature here uh, have, I mean, between the defections of Bach and Tomasoni and the the victory up in Bemidji. Uh, looking ahead at a season of uh, lobbying as you do, uh, tirelessly as you do, are you seeing your job in the upcoming session getting easier, harder, staying about the same? What's the Rob Dorr sleeplessness index looking like for this coming session? <laughs> yeah, um, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting, and, and mostly I think it's because I have a feeling that the – there is probably going to be a push for focusing on the, the COVID crisis. And so to the extent that, that either party is going to start trying to push their, uh, their agendas, 
Uh, if that happens, I'm very optimistic that that, uh, that we're in a good spot as gun owners. It may just be a year, though, where they're going to say, hey, both, you know, the leadership of both sides are going to say, hey, you know, let's let's put aside all of these policy things and just focus on this crisis at hand. So I think depending on which way that wind blows, if they decide that policy is on the table this year, uh, I'm going to be working very hard to make sure we get roll call votes uh, and do everything we can to get uh, our, our main bills, constitutional carry standard ground before the governor. We'll talk about legislative agenda when we come back. Rob, can we keep you for one more segment? Because I the agenda is absolutely vital this time around. Uh, we're talking with Rob Dorr from the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus. By the way, we'll take your calls for Rob at 651-289-4488 or join us at Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, or Parlor at Mitchell P. Berg. Join us, Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. Parents, are you happy with your children's at-home high school experience? Wondering if you're doing all you can to prepare them for the next step in their life? Check out Salem Career Hub online at SalemCareerHub.com. Whether it's college prep school, a four-year university, an MBA, or learning real-world vocational skills needed to start a career, get connected with top-ranked online schools and leading skills-based short-term training programs like full-stack software development from the co-founder of Apple, Steve Wozniak, to online XR programs. Programs, teaching hands-on vocational courses for HVAC, welding, plumbing, facilities management, electricians, solar, and more, all at a special reduced Salem Career Hub price. Better your child's life through education. Our team of educational experts are available to help you Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. Central Time. Just call 866-711-6275, 866-711-6275, or online at SalemCareerHub.com. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. Get a great gift for the truck owner in your life for half price from Rhino Linings and AM 1280 The Patriot. Tough Grip Rhino Lining is recognized as the world's number one spray-on truck bed liner. Regular price $500, yours now for half off, $250. It's the perfect gift for the hunter, fisherman, landscaper, any truck owner on your list. There are a limited number available. Find details on the Patriot website under half price offers or call the Patriot now to get your Rhino truck bed liner. With the vast majority of media today leaning hard left, it can be tricky to find news that actually shares, let alone defends, a conservative viewpoint. Hotair.com provides analysis and commentary from conservative writers like Ed Morrissey. Hotair.com. Hey, I'm 12A, the Patriot. Hey, in these <laughs> uncertain times, you're spending... Well, a lot of your time doing two things, taking care of your family and working. Pretty much, if you're lucky, by the way, doing both. So, if you want to maybe spend some of that time looking at better, more avenues to move forward in your life, go to SalemCareerHub.com. It's your place to find all sorts of ways to get ahead, change your career path, get ta- change your prospects in life, seize control. Seize control of your life at SalemCareerHub.com. Just like it's spelled, SalemCareerHub.com. Do it. Check it out. Northern Alliance, Antwoli, the Patriot. 
We are talking with Rob Dorr, political director and lobbyist for the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus, uh, found, by the way, on the web at gunowners.mn. Yeah, we'll do the call to action later on in this segment here, Rob Dorr, but let's look ahead to the session. Obviously, the situation in the Senate has changed very much for the better from what we would have expected, but you sounded like there might be some hope of progress in the House, Rob Dorr, uh, that's been controlled by an ever more progressive DFL majority. Uh, tell us a little more about your uh, your view of the prospects for the House, Rob. Yeah, you know, the Republicans managed to pick up five seats, um, five seats uh, this election. And so now we're, we're looking at only needing to bring on you know, uh, five or six uh, greater Minnesota uh, or any uh, Democrats. Uh, there, there's some interesting things going on. I'm not going to name names right now, but uh, there's at least one of the incoming uh, Democrat uh, fr- uh, freshmen in the metro area uh, who is pro-gun. Uh, and is willing to buck uh, their party uh, on that issue. I'm listening. Uh, and I, yeah, well, uh, we, we could have a we could have a cigar and, and talk about it, but uh, I'm not going to give the, I'm not going to give his party leadership no. a chance to uh, uh, to um, uh, to bring him in the back room and strap him up to the machinery. <laughs> Fair uh, enough. Uh, but uh, the. Um, we also we've got enough, you know, we've got uh, we, we've got enough of those greater Minnesota votes. Paul Marquardt and and um, uh, Eakin, uh, uh, that's in the Senate. I'm sorry, uh, Marquardt and uh, Eklund and uh, Sandsteed. You know, there's enough of these pro uh, pro Second Amendment votes where I think e- even if we can't, you know, throw a hail mary and get constitutional carriers stand your ground, there's some smaller things that we could do to get fixed. I was just uh, talking with another senator about uh, some fixes that need to happen uh, with with the permit to carry law uh, in order to, to to make it easier, things like being able to apply by mail um, so that you don't have to do it in person in the, in the midst of a, of a pandemic. Oh, yeah. w- one thing that we're always terrified of is whenever we open it up, it's opened up and it could be amended and, uh, and it could go to hell very quickly. We now have enough protection in the House to where we can do these small fixes without being worried that all of a sudden, uh, you know, in the in the dark of night in conference committee, they managed to, to slip in an amendment while somebody's taking a nap. You know, we don't have to worry about, you know, those kind of dire circumstances as much. So and then it goes on uh, from there. By the way, I, I'm delighted to hear that there is actually a chance, as, as, as they say. But then it goes on to Governor Flanagan. I'm sorry, Governor Waltz, uh, for further consideration. I mean, it, Governor Waltz, of course, was a stonewall in the way of, of any progress uh, so far ever since he became governor. Do you see anything changing in the governor's office over the next two years? You know, I I, I don't. It really depends on the amount of uh, of, of public pressure that, uh, that we're able to put on. That's why it's more important than ever that uh, gun owners organize, because while we don't have, you know, a sugar daddy from New York giving us millions of dollars uh, to, to push for gun control, um, like Mom's Stand Action does, uh, we do have great people who are highly motivated. We just need to get them organized and get them putting pressure on, uh, because it works. You know, we've seen what we can do in, in elections cycles with the right amount of pressure correctly applied and we need every every law-abiding gun owner to uh, to get on board and to start to start fighting for their rights so we'll talk about getting them on board in just a moment here but wait, after a couple years of basically playing non-stop defense which is I, I don't think it's a, an unfair characterization. We have been we've been fighting a rear guard action. Uh, things did. It, it was a good election for gun owners. I think it's uh, fair to say. Now, stand your ground, constitutional carry. Let's say I, I think it's fair to say those are aspirational goals. Uh, a, a permit. Well, for- realistically, I just want it on his desk so that we can get the veto. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> if, if he vetoes it. Uh, that, that's going to make some great election ads. And that, by the way, will lead us to the question I have after this, because I want to look ahead to 2022 and, dare I say, 2024, but especially 2022, because that's the next gubernatorial election. And, uh, of course, the Senate and the House will both be uh, up for grabs again in 2022. But uh, other than what, what else is on the agenda here, potentially, besides uh, permit to carry by mail and potentially uh, a couple of go ahead, veto me, I dare you uh, measures like stand your ground and constitutional carry. Anything else potentially on the agenda here for this uh, coming session? 
Yeah, you know, there's a there's a lot a lot of little things. You know, those remain our our top items. Some other things that our members have told us that uh, that they uh, would like. Uh, one is being able to use a rifle statewide uh, for hunting. Um, I think that that's you know that's that's something completely logical and uh, so that we should be able to do. Uh, there is also a, 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 people will remember for a while there was a. Um, a period of time where your permit to carry actually acted as your Nick's background check. Right. And, uh, and that was a great period of time because now the federal government was not getting a ping that, Hey, Rob Dorr's buying a gun today. And they could swear up and down that they're not keeping track of that information. Uh, you know, I, I don't trust that at all. Uh, but in any case, uh, what, what happens with, with that, with the permit to carry acting as your Nick's check is you the, you fill out your 4473 and it goes in your gun shop's drawer and nobody knows about it until the ATF or FBI comes knocking on that gun gun shop's door saying hey a gun that matching this serial number was sold here uh, who does that belong to um, you know it's still too close to registration for my liking but I'm very happy when the government isn't getting a phone call every time I go to buy a gun uh, so things like that are things that we can that we can reason, uh, realistically get done uh, with the kind of margins that we'll we'll have so let's talk about uh, about 2022 I mean are there obviously if we put out something like a stand your ground or constitutional carry that the governor is going to veto I think we I think that's a fairly foregone conclusion are there parts of the state where the caucus sees there are seats to be won by wedging uh, gun owners against the, the suburban de- uh, well, suburban anti-gunners, let's just say? Uh, where are the opportunities for, for gains uh, in the next election, Rob Dorr? Yeah, uh, I think, you know, there, so much of this is going to admit it's going to depend on redistricting. Um, and that's why it was so critical that the Senate held, uh, the, uh, the, the GOP held the Senate this year, uh, because the, the maps in the 2022 election are going to be different. Um, and, and really, uh, that is going to be kind of the, the, the determining factor of how our strategy is going to play out. Uh, some members may end up there may be new districts created that are open seats. Uh, that that's very attractive. Uh, there may be uh, districts that shrink. That two DFLers now are are going to be going into one, and that district becomes more competitive. I'm very excited about these prospects. But yeah, I can't give a realistic look at that battlefield just because it's going to be a completely different game by then. So let's talk about the game we face for this upcoming session, most particularly how Second Amendment advocates can help out. Uh, obviously, I mean, you, I, you and I have both been around this game long enough to know that good news runs the risk of making the good guys complacent. We've seen, certainly seen that over the last 20 years on this issue here in Minnesota. What can and must gun owners do to, to pitch in, to pull in the right direction for the cause this uh, this coming session, Rob Dar? Yeah, I mean, you touched on it there. Our, our, the, the biggest problem that we have is when we succeed, um, people uh, stop fighting. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and, and, you know, if you want constitutional carry so that we don't need those, those silly permits, uh, you know, uh, you need to keep fighting. You, you, and people can't just get excited and can't show up to, to lobby or rally or donate or, or, or get involved when they're on the defensive. That's going to be a long-term recipe for a failure. So uh, the, the way that we are going to win is by bringing more people into the fold and keeping them engaged. We're, we're, and that's becoming more and more difficult in the, in the COVID world that we're living in. Uh, so the, that we're not able to go do gun shows. Gun shows aren't happening. You know, uh, we're not able to do county fairs. Uh, those didn't happen. So there were a lot of things that we missed out on. So we're really going to be counting on uh, everybody listening and all of their friends to get involved. You can go to gunowners.mn, sign up for our email alerts, if nothing else. Uh, but uh, if people want, you know, to stop having to pay uh, the government a hundred bucks for your right to carry, if you want to stop begging permission, if you want to be able to not have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars because you used your firearm in self-defense we need to get those protections in and we need everybody to fight uh, to run run like it's a race
Absolutely. Uh, Robert, by the way, we have about uh, 30 seconds remaining here. But from your perspective so far, given the, the number of guns flying off the shelves to people who aren't the stereotypical people with gun safes in the basement, uh, like people we both know, uh, are you seeing that the demographics of the gun owner are changing as much as we are hearing, Rob Dorr? Yeah, you know, there, there's two things that uh, that I've been really uh, excited by um, that uh, about the demographics that are changing. One has been the explosion of trap team high school trap. Yep. Uh, you've got you've got thousands of first time gun owners that that are in high school, and the, the homes are first time gun owning homes. That's great. And then we've got all of these people who are looking at the world around them and actually buying firearms for self-defense, blowing up that narrative that, you know, uh, you don't need an AR-15 to shoot a duck. Uh, it, it is about defending yourself because people are starting to learn that you cannot trust the government to be your protector, that your self-defense is in your own hands. Rob Dorff from the, the Minnesota more- Gun Owners Caucus. I appreciate you coming out here today. We'll talk about AR-15 duck loads and the legislative session when we come back again next time. Rob Dorff, thanks for joining us today. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. Sponsored by Family Gift Co. Looking for the perfect gift that'll make your sweetheart smile? With custom canvas prints from bestfamilygifts.com, choose the names of the special people in your life and we'll turn it into the perfect gift. Imagine glorious ocean sunsets, autumnal forests, or classy black and white vistas. A gift from our canvas collections is so much more than just a pretty picture. You can personalize the text of each custom print with the names of the people you love, including your family, friends, or even your pets. This holiday season, brighten up the house and bring on the smiles. Anyone can have regular canvas framed artwork in their house, but who can say they have custom artwork specifically personalized just for them? See the entire amazing collections of custom canvas prints for yourself and get a 20% discount on your first order. Visit bestfamilygifts.com. That's bestfamilygifts.com. 20% off with discount code BESTGIFT. Visit bestfamilygifts.com for 20% off. Discount code BESTGIFT. Discount code BESTGIFT for 20% off. This is a national health care alert from the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one has diabetes, listen closely. Now, regardless of your age, if you have insurance, you may qualify to receive diabetic testing supplies with little to no out-of-pocket cost. Get free delivery, free information, and all the paperwork is handled by our accredited suppliers for free. Call the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline now for details. Toll free at this number. But wait, there's more. If you call right now, you could get a meter upgrade. In addition, we'll give you a free pair of diabetic socks as our special gift to you. Regardless of your age, if you suffer with diabetes and have insurance, you may qualify to get free delivery of your supplies. 800-439-7409. 800-439-7409. That's 800-439-7409. I should have done it sooner. That's a comment heard often from satisfied patients at INeedMoreHair.com. Dennis Prager here. If you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss, go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what they're doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free and the results are amazing. You'll be under the care of some of the most experienced hair transplant specialists in the country. Their doctors have given patients from around the world, including notable Hollywood personalities a full head of hair they can do the same for you their technique is so advanced that their results are guaranteed in writing and their prices are the best in the business if you have hair loss don't put this off another day contact i need at their office in egan for your free consultation experience you can trust prices you can afford today is the day to get a permanent solution to your hair loss at i need AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Don't forget, gunowners.mn, the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus. They're the ones in the legislature actually doing the work, making it happen, fighting defensively if you have to. And, of course, as Rob pointed out, you don't win wars by being on defense. You just don't. you got to go on the offensive. If things go well this session, we need to expand 
on that advantage. Anyway. Hey, uh, don't forget. Uh, <laughs> am 12 thepatriotcom Join the Freedom Fan Club. It's uh, the gateway to all that is good in life. At the Freedom Fan Club. am 12 thepatriotcom Join it. Join it. Join it. That's all I can tell you. 651-289-4488. You can also join me on Twitter at hashtag NarnShow, N-A-R-N Show. And this is our maiden broadcast uh, monitoring parlor, P-A-R-L-E-R.com. It's the place that doesn't censor conservatives. And I got to confess, I'm feeling a little left out because I have been on Twitter since probably 2008. And Twitter didn't become actively a progressive uh, shill until, I don't know, probably four years ago. They've been, of course, actively censoring conservative thought for quite some time yet. And I, I know a fair number of conservatives who've been thrown in Twitter jail over the years. I've never been one of them. Knock wood. But I'm feeling a little bit left out here in a sense. I mean, what do I need to do to get Jack Dorsey to actually suppress me i'm feeling i'm like not one of the cool kids here uh i'm on twitter anyway uh, uh mitch Peberg, and uh, you could just join the show at narn show that's hashtag n-a-r-n show on twitter and of course i'm on parlor at mitchell two l's p berg uh, uh, on parlor and of course am 12a the patriot uh is on uh, parlor as well so you should follow uh, both of us uh, on on uh, both me and the station and Brad Carlson, I believe, is on Parlor as well. I got to go follow him as soon as I get a chance here. And anyway, uh, so we're monitoring all of the social media that matter at this point. And I will continue to monitor Twitter because while it is in the bag for the left, not only do you not win wars by retreating, as as Winston Churchill said after the successful evacuation at Dunkirk, said wars are not won by evacuations. That's absolutely self-evidently true you also don't win a war uh in a war for the culture in this case hopefully a civil rhetorical political war as opposed to a shooting war at any rate you do not win the war by invading your home territory over and over again uh and and i won't as long as uh until jack dorsey throws me on a rhetorical gurney and wheels me out of twitter i'm gonna keep duking it out there as well as here on the radio Speaking of battles worth fighting, there is a battle for the meaning of the term science going on. We've talked about this in the past, but just for those who don't know, the the idea science is built around something called the scientific method, which is, by the way, not a collected body of received truth that governs all human interactions, as you might think if you listen to your favorite progressive pundits, if you listen to Joe Biden supporters, if you listen to national public radio, for that matter, you might get the impression that science is a team lined up against all of the savages who are attacking the observatory with pitchforks and torches. It's not. It's a means of analyzing that which we do not know. One of many means of analyzing the world around us. Science isn't the top of the heap. It is one means of analyzing one type of data. It's different from math. It's different from logic. It's different from metaphysics. It's different from history. It's different from any of the many methods there are for analyzing, quantifying, qualifying and figuring out things that are going on around you, both physical and metaphysical and intellectual. Science is not logic, although you can use logic to further scientific method. You can use science to further logic. They, they do interact, but one thing that it doesn't interact, specifically science, with is the use of science as a body of received knowledge that is used to browbeat people into submission. The scientific method is a method that works more or less as follows. And I, I'm saying this with some experience. I was, a, I was a biology major in college for about half of my first semester. I, I didn't. I looked at. I mean, biology was fine, but I looked at organic chemistry my sophomore year, and I thought, oh, oh, heck to the no, not going there. So I switched over to English with minors in history and German, and for a while, anyway, computer science. 
Didn't finish the latter, but I got the other uh, other three in. Major English, minor in, in uh, history and German. But I learned, not really in college, frankly, I learned in high school, that the scientific method is sort of a process. You ask a question. You ask a question. Does, does gravity pull an apple down? Pick your question. You do your background research on your question, and you use your research to elaborate on the question to construct a hypothesis, a theory, if you will, your, your thesis. Uh, gravity pulls apples downward, or uh, the heart drives blood through your veins, whatever, whatever it is. You construct a hypothesis, and then you develop an experiment to test the hypothesis. And as you test your hypothesis, you ask the question, is the procedure working? If it's not, you troubleshoot it. You go back through and you, you redo your experiment so the procedure works. If it works then, you analyze the data, you quantify your observations and qualify your observations and draw your conclusions. And if the results align with the hypothesis, you communicate the results. And by the way, as part of that communication, other people get to look at your hypothesis and conduct their own experiments to confirm or possibly reject your hypothesis. It's called peer review, something that scientists, other than those working on COVID modeling in Minnesota, follow. Or if the results, uh, that's if the results align, then you communicate those results and the peer review process takes over. Or if the results align partially or not at all, then the data that you have gathered becomes background research for new or future scientific experimentation, where you may ask a new question, form a new hypothesis, experiment again. It's an iterative loop that, over the course of time, builds up an understanding about complex questions via observation by quantifying the observations and the, and the data that is generated by endless rounds of experiments. Most importantly, it is a means of analyzing the world around us and its phenomena via a particular method that is designed not to confirm your assumptions, but to reject them first when in doubt. That's the scientific method that I learned in high school, that I learned during my I don't know, seven glorious weeks as a biology major. <laughs> this is not the version of science that is taught by the progressive left. Certainly not the version that's taught by National Public Radio, which treats science as, well, a received body of knowledge that those blessed with receipt of the science are able to use to browbeat and bludgeon people into acquiescence with. Rather than asking questions, you don't dare ask them lest you be canceled or shunned. From there, from this basis of acquiescence, you construct a model that's based on preconceived ideas. It, not a hypothesis, really. It's, it's a, a, a statement of your preconceived ideas for which you then... Rather than experimenting, you find data that agrees with the model, discard data that does not align with the model, and, by the way, attack the messengers who say, hey, you're discarding your data. This is not a valid experiment. This is not valid science. And then, with your allies in the field and your allies in the media, most specifically national public radio, but really the rest of the media as well, largely composed, as the great P.J. O'Rourke once said, of people who only had good enough grades in science to get them into journalism school. Not something useful like engineering or chemistry or English, for that matter. They shout, trust the experts. And in the immortal words of that great scientist Elvis Costello, you shut up or you get cut up. I think the word for it today is canceled. 
Anyway, that is, well, it's not science. It's something more akin to the worship of science. Let's call it scientism. Not Scientology, per se, but something almost, well, let's just say something that is in and of itself singularly devoid of the reason, of the intellectual rigor that actually comprises real, honest-to-peat science. It is science, the scientific method, is the process of relentlessly questioning your hypotheses, testing them out, and, and by the way, doing only experiments that can prove your hypothesis false, that have some criteria by which your idea can be thrown out by the seat of its pants. Science worship, that which is practiced by national public radio on the daily, literally and figuratively, is quite the opposite. It's the process of browbeating people into acquiescence. The opposite of science. What does that mean? Well, we'll come back to that in a moment here. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Whoa, look at all these options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. If you owe back taxes, there's a lot you need to know, starting with rule number one. Don't mess with the IRS. They are cracking down this year by sending out heart-stopping letters, actively garnishing paychecks, levying bank accounts, and putting liens on homes and businesses. That's all true, but it's also true there's a way out. It's called the Fresh Start Initiative, an important government program for tax debt assistance. It's one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered, so now's the time. You could qualify for tax relief that saves you thousands, even tens of thousands. Nobody knows this program like the award-winning experts at Optima Tax Relief. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and will fight to get you the best deal possible. Don't mess with the IRS. For tax help you need, for tax help you can trust, call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you'll receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. Remember, forever cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. TheFishTwinCities.com is streaming your favorite contemporary Christian artists like Matthew West, Toby Mac, For King and Country, and many more. Stream along at TheFishTwinCities.com, download the free app, or listen on your Amazon smart speaker. AM 1280, The Patriot. 
Hey, don't forget Brad Carlson coming up tomorrow, 1 to 3, here at AM 1280, The Patriot. King Banyan, Saturday mornings from 9 to 11 on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman, together with the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, we were talking before the break about science and what it is, the relentless asking of questions, the relentless pursuit of ways to shoot down your own hypothesis and then letting other people try to do it for you, as opposed to saying, I've got science on my side, you shut up, or get canceled. It's it's the opposite. They're the opposite thing. I, I couldn't help but think about that this past week because science has been holding forth uh, in, in a couple of interesting ways this past week. Let's take you back to last August. The Sturgis Motorcycle Rally, uh, July-August, uh, happened in Sturgis, South, South Dakota, the biggest motorcycle rally in the, the business. You've, if you haven't heard of it, you need to crawl out under your rock. It's a huge thing. This year, more famous than most because, of course, inevitably, Big Left and Big Karen was looking at the idea of half a million motorcyclists gathered in a smallish town in the Black Hills and thinking, super spreader event. And truth be told, I'm not going to say it didn't make me a little nervous. I mean, I, I'm not someone who thinks COVID is a manufactured threat or not a threat whatsoever. I've had COVID. I can read the the... The, the numbers, and given that I have two elderly parents, one in memory care, one not, by the grace of God, both of whom are frighteningly vulnerable uh, demographically and, and in some cases health-wise to this virus, according to the cold hard light of statistics, uh, I do take it seriously. And... It's, there are those out there who say it's a pandemic. I, I reject that completely. It is a real thing. It's what, 250,000 dead overwhelmingly from a small demographic slice, generally old or desperately unhealthy. There are exceptions. I will point out that uh, having lost 80 pounds in the last two years, I've never missed those pounds less. And the points of blood pressure that went with them uh, than, than I have this last six months. Oh, I'm here to tell you. But the media, in the immediate wake of Sturgis, made some, frankly, bizarre claims that the Sturgis rally, for example, uh, had caused a quarter of a million COVID cases and was going to cost hundreds of billions of dollars to the economy. Now, by doing... and. By the way, this was expressed with full faith and credit in the science involved. Well, it was not science. It was it was math and not especially good math at that. It basically blamed every single case of COVID found over the course of the month after Sturgis on Sturgis. Every single case in every single county where a Sturgis rider rode to, according to cell phone data, was modeled. And every single case blamed on someone who had been to Sturgis, which is completely anti-scientific. Anyway, news came out this past week, uh, indeed yesterday, no place other than the, uh, the the Star Tribune via the New York Times, or the other way around, Star Tribune uh, Times via the Strib. News came out about the actual results of Sturgis, and I quote, when nearly half a million motorcycle enthusiasts gathered in South Dakota this summer, health experts worried the gathering would ignite new outbreaks of coronavirus cases. It did, according to a report Friday that looked at cases in neighboring Minnesota. Remember, 250,000 cases and hundreds of billions, oh, tens of billions of dollars in costs, according to this putative super spreader. Now, by the way, this happened three months ago. According to this study showing the crushing impact on Minnesota, the only state studied, by the way, the conclusion, and I quote, about a third of counties ended up having at least one coronavirus case. Huh? 
that was tied to August Sturgis Motorcycle Rally, investigators reported in a study mainly conducted by Minnesota health officials and published by the CDC. Minnesota officials counted how many cases? Tens of thousands? Thousands? Hundreds? No. A hundred? Well, you're getting warmer. Minnesota officials counted 86 cases that they said were directly related to the rally. 51 of them went to Sturgis. 35 of them came into contact with those people later. Most did not suffer serious illnesses. Four were hospitalized. One died. And I quote, these findings highlight the far-reaching effects that gatherings in one area might have on another area, the study authors wrote. Quote, the motorcycle rally was held in a neighboring state that did not have policies regarding event size and mask use, underscoring the implications of policies within and across jurisdictions. Now, one might ask, in all fairness, 51 cases out of... How many thousands of Minnesotans who went to Sturgis? And without controlling for how many people in a similar group who didn't go to Sturgis might have caught the virus. Anyway, I mean, hanging around Minnesota. 51 people who went to Sturgis from Minnesota out of how many we we don't know how many Minnesotans went to Sturgis, but let's say it was, let's just pick a number out of a hat and make sure it's an absurdly low number. Let's say 2,000 Minnesotans went to Sturgis, and that number is almost certainly excessively conservative, given that, given that Minnesota bikers are one state away from the biggest party in the country. If there were 2,000, 51 infections is a half, uh, I'm sorry, a 2.5% infection rate. And of those 2,000, uh, by the way, which is a lower positivity rate than we are seeing in Minnesota at large these days. And uh, of these people, four were hospitalized, four out of, let's just say, 2,000, which is a fraction of a percent, and one died one-fiftieth of one percent of the Minnesotans, the completely absurdly hypothetical number that I picked, who went to Sturgis were hospitalized and died. And I'm going to suggest that that is a ratio well in line with the number of Minnesotans who didn't go to Sturgis, who were infected, hospitalized, and passed away, maybe even better. You see, if we had scientists looking at this who understood science... We might be able to figure this out. (sighs) See you next week. Thanks for tuning in. God bless you all. God bless America. Blue Ox Heating and Air. Legendary service. Install and repair. We'll fix anything with legendary care. To make sure you have heat all winter long, Blue Ox Heating and Air is offering you a legendary $49 furnace tune-up. A fully trained and certified Blue Ox technician will clean your furnace and make sure it's running efficiently. If it needs repair, the tune-up fee counts toward the cost. Also, ask about the Blue Ox no-breakdown guarantee. Certain restrictions apply. Visit GoBlueOx.com for details. Have you been suffering from numbness, tingling, burning, or restless pain in your hands or feet? Does your doctor insist on giving you more medications, but your neuropathy is not improving? Stop masking the symptoms and get answers today by contacting Dr. Knight at Abundant Life Health Center in Chanhassen. If you do nothing, you run the risk of suffering long-term complications like infections, poor wound healing, balance issues restraining you to a walker, and possible amputations. In fact, 86,000 Americans lose a limb every year to untreated neuropathy. Get your life back today. Abundant Life Health Center has helped hundreds of patients reverse their neuropathy. If you're ready to regain your independence, contact Dr. Knight at Abundant Life Health Center in Chanhassen. As a Patriot listener, you receive a special $49 Get Acquainted offer. That's a $250 value for just $49. Neuropathy doesn't wait around. You shouldn't either. Call 952-300-8338 to schedule a full neuropathy workup with Dr. Knight. 
Hi, this is Ryan with My Three Quotes. As you may already know, my company is the only free service of its kind that provides you with detailed competitive quotes on window, siding, and roofing installs from multiple local contractors after just one short meeting with me. I really wanted to thank all the Patriot listeners who worked with me to improve their homes this year. Some of you have already received big-name window quotes and saved thousands of dollars through my three quotes. I cannot stress enough to call me if you had a window bid that nearly gave you a heart attack. With the best pricing in the Twin Cities and zero pressure, we'll get that heart rate back to normal. For roofing, I can use satellite imaging and measurements to get you three competing quotes, whether it's storm damage or just an upgrade. Don't wait. Winter is the time to have me check it out, making sure we secure a spring installation date. Windows and siding, however, are installed all winter long, typically saving my clients even more money. So set an appointment today at GetMy3Quotes.com. That's the number three, GetMy3Quotes.com. What does it mean to be a Christian woman in today's culture? How does your faith in Jesus Christ relate to the world around you? Sometimes to have faith can seem like an overwhelming task in today's busy and sometimes challenging landscape. That's why you need to visit iBelieve.com. iBelieve.com is a site designed for Christian women. iBelieve.com has blogs, videos, and even daily devotionals. Whether you're looking for advice, ideas for your church group, or just an uplifting message, visit iBelieve.com. That's iBelieve.com. AM 1280, The Patriot is 